0: Welcome back to Post Show Recaps coverage of You, the Netflix sensation starring all types of different people, uh, including Penn Badgley uh, as the titular you, (laughs) I would think. Um, I thankfully am not here to discuss this alone, this being season two of You. If you have not already heard our season one coverage, then you should go back you should find that in the feed the Ben show feed and then you should listen to that first but this is coverage of season two and to help me i have someone that is so near and dear to my heart that i wolf them i wolf them so hard and that person as always is the sparkling diamond that is marissa garza marissa how are you today
1: i wolf you too (laughs) oh my gosh that i could not i could not with that but i'm glad to be here yeah (laughs) that was
0: awful let's let's never do that (laughs) i said to every potential significant other
1: (laughs) i wonder how many like dating profiles had i wolf you Uh, i
0: bet a ton of people (laughs) did it it's just it's like the greenish brown female sheep the all of you yes uh which also has a really weird um like origin because it came from a a story of murder uh, of like two cadets who like ended up murdering like the ex-girlfriend of one of the cadets so yeah all of the sayings that we have that are other things for i love you come from sinister places like this show
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this the show is pretty sinister
0: yeah um so First things first, we have a very special announcement, which is that we have our own feed, y'all. Yeah. What the what what? You can make
1: own feed. Wow. Uh thank wow. you. That was an <laughs> original composition, everyone. It was. It truly was.
0: <laughs> um, if you go to postshowrecaps.com forward slash you podcast, again, that's postshowrecaps.com forward slash you podcast. You can find us. At our sparkling diamond selves talking about you
1: so much sparkle
0: so much shine bright <laughs> like a diamond um rihanna will not be making an appearance on this podcast i'm keep, sorry to say
1: i mean keep <laughs> rihanna as far away from joe as humanly possible seriously
0: get a job <laughs> stay away from her um all right marissa yes just off the top of your head oh my gosh what do you think about season two <laughs> Of this ridiculous show that we found ourselves (laughs) paying way too much attention to in the last couple months.
1: (gasps) Okay, so like last season, dare I say... Was straightforward. Yeah, (laughs) like this season was like, what the actual yeah is going on? There
0: were thirty things to solve in the last episode.
1: (laughs) There's so many things happening. So much commentary about like love and LA and life and a wedding. There was (laughs) a wedding. There were two weddings. There's like a vow renewal and a wedding and um you know, the mainstays of you, you know, we still had our good friend, the cage. Uh-huh. Um, the cage. But it, <laughs> To be quite honest, this is the season that I, I mean, I was in before, but maybe like one foot in and mm-hmm. this season I was like, I am all in because I think the character of love really just like added so much Um, it made it much more dynamic yes. to, and challenging for Joe that it was mm-hmm. just such, it was I couldn't stop watching it. Like I had to keep watching because I was like, "What? What is actually happening? What is happening? This yeah. is this
0: happening?" <laughs> it's almost like Joe met his match.
1: I mean, I don't think that they're not soulmates. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. And but I love the pairing of them because it makes me question: like, do I want my soulmate? I know. <laughs> is that a thing that I want? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Um, I, that without the murder. Yeah, I think is is what we're supposed to want, uh, but you know, who am I to say?
1: I, uh, I did find like in between this podcast and the last one, I found a YouTube video of Penn Badgley just like talking about Joe, like he's like the worst person yes. in the world for four minutes straight. Yes. It was very very fun. I highly recommend.
0: Checking That's it one out. of the great things about this show is that Penn Badgley hates this character, yes, not so not bad. like. Um, in a way where you know because all actors have to love their characters in a way from what I understand of acting in order to portray them but he's just like I feel sorry for all the people who find him attractive I don't know what you're thinking you should literally run in the other direction this man is dangerous he is coming for you go away yeah get away from him
1: he said you know some people think that the show is asking the question how far will you go for love which is quite the question for season two yeah. um but <laughs> she's like I think it's the question of how far will you go to ignore the evil of a white man <laughs> like,
0: it's yes like, I love it so much
1: so good
0: and they they this show is really smart for a lot of different reasons but one of the main reasons is because of casting someone like Penn Badgley as yeah. Joe um or in season two we might as well start talking about characters then let's do it um in season two you may know him as will Bettelheim, because you really do in hollywood and, ho- and only in hollywood would you go from being joe goldberg to being will Bettelheim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean it worked for him much longer than i thought that I it
0: was going to i know it really did um so, the first episode in particular, which we'll look at the lens of for these characters, we kind of see Joe. Um, he's fled. He's fled New York.
1: Yeah, which- well, yes. And he comes upon a, a dead body, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay. Did you cause that, Joe? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. totally thought it was Candace. At broad daylight, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're meant to think it's Candace because the red hair, for one, yeah. the leather jacket, and the um, heart um, Lolita mm-hmm. glasses.
1: Yeah, they really like. For me, as a viewer, I was like, "What is happening?" And then to find out that he was in L.A., I was very intrigued by. The yeah. move. we don't know at the end of season one how he handles the canda situation we do find out through the first episode of the season just kind of what happened in the aftermath of him of her showing up in the bookshop mm-hmm. um so i was immediately asking questions right off the bat which is such a fun place to be as a viewer
0: really really is um so then we also have the real will betelheim um, played by Robin Lord Taylor that you would know from The Walking Dead and also Gotham. Um, he is essentially the kind of guy that you go to if you need a, a fake ID or you need a completely new identity from scratch. Or maybe you need some off-label bipolar medication.
1: He's like uh, the definition of, I know a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. he, he knows is the, the guy. guy. He is the guy. Yeah. There's he's got a lot of connections
0: he's the guy um and he kind of immediately gets kidnapped and imprisoned
1: yeah joe's like okay cool i've landed here in la i need to figure out like what i'm gonna do i know what i'll do because i have to hide from candace we didn't know mm-hmm. this until like the end of the episode but right. like okay cool i gotta hide from candace let me see if i can find some their identity cool will My man, thanks for helping me out here. Guess what? Um, no one can know you exist anymore. So I'm gonna put
0: you in this. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in this cage. Um, I don't know anything about you or what your needs might be, or who might be
1: after you.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But you know, you hang out in this cage for a while. There's a pillow. What was so
1: great was the reveal of this because the entire first episode, like Joe is telling us, he's telling himself that he's a changed man. Like this whole experience with Beck really changed him and love changed him and he can't be you know obsessive anymore and he's not going to fall down the love trap and he's not going to do anything and then the reveal that he has a storage unit with a cage in it and Will's in it is like just (laughs) like okay well what are you telling yourself here
0: I know and the fact that uh, that Will the real Will Bettelheim literally gets like his cranium caved in after saying no one ever suspects the white guy (laughs) That's which is true. which is very true. Yeah. Um, we learn a little bit about will. Um, he is suffering from bipolar disorder that mm-hmm. becomes important. He has a fiance in Manila that Joe does not believe is uh, a real person, especially because will has sent all of his money to this fiance. <laughs> um, and he actually seems like kind of a stand-up guy, like given all the sketchiness about what he does for work.
1: Yeah, he just wants to... Oh, I think it's like the story of... I want to help people, but I got into the wrong business. Yes. But I still want to help people. Exactly.
0: Um, very, very quickly, we meet Love Quinn. Mm. Who is one of a duo of twins, creepy twins, uh, Love and 40. When I first <laughs> watched this sh- season... And found out their names were Love and Forty. Myself being like a huge tennis fan since uh, oh, yes. a very young age. Yes. I was like, what the whiteness? Where's is
1: Deuce? Where's yeah. <laughs> Deuce? Bring on Match Point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good game. Uh, Love Quinn is played by the fantastic Victoria Padretti. This is honestly like her second job out of acting school. Her first being... As the youngest sibling in the Haunting of Hill House, um, the smash hit Mike Flanagan show, which uh, brought us the Bent Neck Lady. And I won't say anything other than that.
1: She like totally brings those vibes-ish to yeah. this like, especially on like a, a repeat watch like in the first watch you're like oh look at this california yeah, girl at her. She's, she's just, just so like carefree the baker. and yeah. then it's like oh my god yeah what is going on here <laughs> um and so i think uh the haunting of hill house trained her well for her career as a baker
0: yeah her career <laughs> as a baker uh she all t- does all kinds of cooking she bakes when she's really like stuck on something we learn yeah um is when Lots she likes to bake yes. um at a store called a which if you had not noticed is nirvana spelled backwards and it is owned by the quinn family uh who are very rich californians that's basically all we get to know about
1: them I have a feeling that the show, or at least I'd like to think like the show was like, okay, if you didn't get what the show was about in the first season, <laughs> we are for sure going to tell you by naming a character Love and then mm. having her work at a <laughs> store a <Nirvana>. <laughs> called yeah, exactly. Like I, I, They really leaned into it, and which made it um, a little bit easier to separate from the trauma and abuse that was being like portrayed in the series it kind of brought a little bit of a comical aspect to it even though they're making a very salient point yeah
0: um we learn that the quinn family is uh just flush with cash they love a private investigator
1: and and a good lawyer they have a good lawyer they have
0: great lawyers um yes. just like on retainer because the lawyer that they send later is just their lawyer for bails of six hundred dollars <laughs> or, or lower yeah so they have tiers of attorneys which honestly i respect that's a kardashian move right there and i've always wanted to have tiers of attorneys <laughs> um in every sense of the word um, tears. <laughs> um, we learned that Love was married, but he died mm. of an illness, question mark?
1: Well, yes.
0: Yeah, um, probably that. And that uh, Love would be nothing without her twin brother, Forty. Okay. Forty Quinn.
1: <laughs> Is his real name. <laughs> and Played by
0: James Scully.
1: Very Relationship. I mean, I am not a twin. Uh huh. I am very close with my sister. Yeah, but I'm not that close. Nope. Not that weird. Like it's weird.
0: The twin thing is a really powerful connection that can only be made worse by trauma.
1: I I would say yeah, they are like connected at the hip. They can't do anything with, and they're they rely on each other for every emotional need. Yes. And um, it was really interesting. I liked at one point when Joe's like, sure, I'll be in this thruple with you (laughs) and your brother. brother.
0: Yeah. Um, He's the manager of a because of course he is. Um, Just when you think of a think of Whole Foods, but like on steroids. Yes. Um, But without any actual steroids because organic.
1: But like Whole Foods before Amazon bought it. Yeah even more on steroids yeah
0: (laughs) uh uh 40 is a want to be is a want to be filmmaker um and also an addict of many different types of drugs and alcohol like substances um and not really loved by his father um overly loved and coddled by his mother little too much yeah and uh is when we say attached at the hip it, it like they are in each other's space they work together they live not far apart from one another
1: she cuts his hair she
0: cuts his hair she cuts his beard mhm like can't even do that yeah it was like not even the cutting the hair that got me but the beard i was like really <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay well and um with 40s addiction love plays a... like she's not the a sponsor but she is trying to not be an enabler
0: <laughs> right
1: She like takes on those responsibility She's of his addiction an and yes
0: um, and and another coddler. I mean just if, if the the women in the Quinn family create a cocoon essentially for 40 to live yeah. in.
1: yeah, it's real weird.
0: it's it's very odd. Um, then we get to um, my favorite family yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of this show. Uh, Starting with Delilah, who is played by Carmela Zumbato um, of Chicago PD fame. Um, And she is the property manager who also uh, kind of works uh, as a freelance TMZ type journalist, Mm -hmm. uh, getting information about celebrities and selling it to the highest bidder. She is the older sister, the older, worldly, more wise sister um, to Ellie and Ellie is played by none other than Wednesday's Jenna Ortega.
1: Da, 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 da. <laughs> she,
0: she's, I wasn't expecting it I only got like <laughs> 0.5 of one. Uh, she is almost 16.
1: Almost that's every, like 14 but 15 but really almost 16.
0: Yeah almost 16 uh, really into films and in the way that Joe is into books. Yes. Um, but like what is an aspiring filmmaker incredibly bright like all already has jobs as a production assistant as a teenager um yeah. and always has great nails
1: and, yes and, <laughs> and, and like pays attention to things like curating her um Instagram feed in a way that's not like at a teenager level it's in a like this is who I am and what I have to say about the world right. and this is what I want people to know she says and, I only
0: show my work and I'm like you're 15 yeah yeah
1: and the the sistership between these two characters is really really strong and was performed very well by these two actresses you could tell like I believed they were sisters right. I believed that they uh, had seen some things together and had leaned on each other for um um, safety and security while also still having that sibling rivalry.
0: Yeah. Um one of the things that unfortunately uh, is a tie that binds these two sisters is their affiliation with a comic named Henderson mm-hmm. played by Cristiella Delia or what I don't care how you pronounce his name because he's a literal actual real life predator. So imagine the self-own that occurred when he starred in this show as a predator of teenage girls and it was then revealed that he was shock gasp awe a predator of teenage girls
1: ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. did not did not know that until just this moment really uh yeah <laughs> i'm really bad when it comes to that kind of stuff um i wow that puts a whole spin on right? everything yeah, yeah.
0: That's why I don't plan on mentioning Henderson more than needs to be mentioned in Agreed. this. Agreed. Uh, I just say that, you know, uh, a plot point for the sisters more yeah. so than anything else. Um, yeah,
1: and a big part of the relationship between them is Delilah's trying to protect Ellie from him. Yes. And he has connections that Ellie wants and sees as beneficial to her career, so she's spending a lot of time with him. Too much, and is yeah. like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: you really can't control a teenager in LA in these days when you're just, you're working and trying to do your job and they have access to Uber. And it's yeah. just like, what, where are you? Yeah. What, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I really love that little family unit. Um, they kind of take the place of Paco this season in terms of a group of people or like a, a person in Ellie anyway, that Joe kind of sees as like a kid that, needs attention, needs someone to be there for them and maybe Joe could be that person because he does always fashion himself as you know a protector an, a protector uh, of youth, yeah, of youths.
1: <laughs> it is really interesting uh to see how that relationship develops because I think what's different between Ellie and Paco is that Ellie can challenge mm-hmm. Joe and I think he respects that and that challenge gives Space that wasn't there between Joe and Paco.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because Parker, uh, Paco was so young.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, and- he couldn't. He couldn't challenge. He just like took everything in. He was very moldable by Joe. Exactly. And Ellie's like, I'll call you out on your. Uh- <laughs> Ellie also
0: seems like she's been here before yes you know like she's just way she's just clearly been through way too much in her life already at such a young age she's very self-sufficient and she's very like I'm gonna take Hollywood by storm and to do that I'm gonna have to call people on their bs yeah 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 um we get the Quinn family um mom Dottie being the most important i think member of the quinn family if we're being honest played by saffron burroughs and what a name
1: what a name to play a character like this bob like to have <laughs> someone named saffron playing a very hippie very yes, LA, Earth mother. very yeah like um new agey mom was really mm-hmm. great i know her from mozart in the jungle which i love and if you have not seen it's on amazon prime it's super good um Guy but it took me, like,
0: now, right yes okay. yeah
1: it took me and um Bernadette Peters oh it's Love really her. really good um it took me like so many episodes to figure out that that was her but I was like oh yeah that's her in the jungle yeah uh she also apparently was on elementary and bones as well oh there we go um what we
0: need to know about them is that they are super privileged and super sketchy in terms of family secrets.
1: There's no boundaries in this family, not, not a one. <laughs> and um, they it's like they have like a little wellness empire of sorts, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, and their wellness empire is supposed to be held up by the image of the perfect family, yeah. And they're very much not the perfect family. Um, Then we have Candace or Amy Adam as (laughs) she chose the name uh, played by Amber Childers. Surprise, Candace is still alive, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Just in case her walking into that bookstore at the end of season two didn't clue you in. Candace is still alive and she wants fries and a milkshake and so do I. She does. And she wants to to tell joe essentially that he gets no quarter in her city like there's no place that he's going to be able to run where she will not track him down and try to stop him from doing terrible things
1: this was so interesting Mm -hmm. like watching joe's face during every like conversation that they had was so compelling to me because he is scared to see yes. her and especially in New York, he's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And in LA, he kind of feels like he has a little bit of a home court advantage, right. but um, he's like scared out of his mind. And we find out what actually happened to her, which is terrible, which is horrible. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it was interesting to see her and her attempts, even her attempts, which were good attempts. Like, she's like, OK, fine, I'll play your game. Mm hmm. Uh, you still can't beat the white man I guess is where where... she
0: was so close I'm not even talking about like what happens in the last couple episodes I mean love eventually pays her to go away Um, and she just doesn't
1: she wants to like right the wrongs that were done to her
0: people pay me to leave (laughs) I'll do it (laughs) but we understand her wanting to right those wrongs because in one of the episodes this season, we see her wake up from a shallow grave. Yeah. Joe has, uh, only stunned her by hitting her head on a rock, but he doesn't know that he thinks she's dead. I found the detail of the white, uh, flowers that he put on top of her grave to be very interesting. And, uh, and also kind of an Easter egg for what we see later on happen. Uh, in the cage yes uh with delilah but um she wakes up she somehow manages to get she doesn't have a phone somehow manages to get to a police station gets there and the cops surprise surprise aren't helpful um in the situation
1: yeah they're like do you have proof right like the burden is on the victim to Mm -hmm. produce proof that this happened and when she doesn't feel like oh well we can't do anything for you
0: other than the fact that I'm covered in dirt that I just like climbed out of
1: yeah and do I have
0: any proof that uh, I was buried alive by an insane person
1: so sad that we don't believe people anymore
0: (laughs) yeah because she had a little bit of a record apparently and it's always going to be a he said she said in those particular types of cases and The advice that the cop gave to Candace was essentially, if he thinks you're dead, then stay that way.
1: I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad advice.
0: It just doesn't happen
1: in this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, we get Love's friends. We've got Gabe, who's played by the amazing and wonderful and talented Charlie Barnett. I Yay. love him so much. Alan and Russian Doll, also from Chicago Fire. We get Lucy, played by Mariel Scott, and we get Sunrise, played by Melanie Field.
1: I just have to say, shout out to the of Podcast Universe. <laughs> 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 the show had a lot of uh actors I am familiar with. Oh, so it was true. really cool to see. Um to see, yeah. So Sunrise was played by Melanie Field, who was Joe in uh League of Their Own. I talked about Alan and Russian doll and yeah. then have Wednesday. Um, so it was it was fun to see these actors in different um capacities. I like love that. Charlie Barnett's um gabe was really fun to see too.
0: Yes. Uh, the Marissa Garza podcast. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> should be a thing. Um, we're going to take a quick break and discuss how the Marissa Garza podcast universe should be a
1: thing. No, we're going to talk about you.
0: And then when we come back, we'll continue talking about you, I guess. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. So, some basic points that we want to discuss. Okay. Let's start with episode one because episode one really does set us up for the twisty turny way that the rest of this season goes Um, we think that we've just kind of witnessed Joe escape from Candace and flee to LA right
1: yes he's a new man
0: he's a new man he gets a job in a Navran because he knows what a book is and that's pretty much the only job (laughs) requirement (laughs)
1: Well, it was really it was like do you know do you know books? you've heard of war and peace like what and this is like you've heard of war and peace at a grocery store
0: because whenever i go to get my oranges i need my dostoevsky is that who wrote that i think so yeah
1: okay um, i just found like, well and the okay a thing about the first episode to keep in mind is that This is all being told, uh, as always, from Joe's point of view. And the narration here is not to anyone specific. This is like one of the first times it is about himself. He's like, I, he says, I am more than you. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, I am a changed man. I can't do this. I hate it here, but (laughs) I'm going to get a job here. So like, I'm not going to lie. I totally thought that he was trying to better himself in yeah. the situation. I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at you. Yes. Look at you have taken these steps."
0: Yes. And we even see when he has what would be a meet cute um yes. in most romantic comedies with love, we even see him being like, "No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not over everything that happened with Beck. There's no reason to try to focus on anyone new, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's Really, like, his inner dialogue really made me think he was he was on to something else.
0: Exactly. Until we get the turn of the episode where we realize that he's been stalking love since he got to L.A.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, super stalking. Like, the, he he got a job at an Avarin on purpose. Yeah. He has watched her for a long time is also on purpose yes so she, he can use his telescope and look <laughs> look across the way which like later on she's over there and there's like know,
0: and never looks at it no
1: she does she's like oh you can see my apartment from here and he's like oh that's so coincidental <laughs> you know, it's like love what are you what are you doing we'll but
0: find that out later <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah um
0: He falls in love, in his mind, with love, or at least the idea of love.
1: Yeah, I could not believe she's like, I'm love.
0: I know. (laughs) That was just a wild series of events for me. Yeah. When I first watched this, I was like, no way. (laughs) They didn't really do this. (laughs)
1: I mean, and uh, we first meet her, she seems pretty nice. She's picking out some produce. We find yeah. out she works at the store. Um, she is flirting with him quite quite hard. Yeah. Uh, and she's advancing things faster than I think we were led to believe that Joe wanted. Because um, she's she's making moves.
0: She's making moves. She, the first thing she asked Joe is if the peach looks like a butt. Yeah. You know? That's That's unlike what we got uh, in the opening of the first season when Beck was just buying books and making conversations. She
1: must be using a credit card because (laughs) she wants me to know who she is. Wild. It's like a wild (laughs) line
0: Uh, to this, which is like actual, like, flirting is going on. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's like a mutual... I think that's a big difference is like Beck wasn't like... We know from her text messages that she had with her friends later, she's like, oh, I met a nice guy. It wasn't, but it was just like, I think the idea that a guy like the Joe in her mind exists is what she was attached to. But here, like, love is reciprocate, like, love sees something in Joe, which is different for him. It kind of puts him on, like, the back back edge, like we're figure skating or something. But it puts on... Puts him in a foot. different, yeah, in a different position for the entire season.
0: We are figure skating, always. <laughs> um, and figure skating references are welcome on these podcasts. <laughs> That's the LaTanya Stark's podcast universe rule.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah. When we find out that he's been doing all the creepy things that he normally does with other women to love it really does take a like the first episode, especially given that it's set in California and there's so much sun and like, you know, everyone it, it just seems like so so much more of a free environment, right? Yeah. It's so happy. And and that sinister turn is just so interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, it's um it's kind of like you like they always say moving won't take away your problems. Yeah. And like this is this is true for Joe. It's very true.
0: Um, that doesn't stop him from striking up a neighborly relationship with Delilah and Ellie. Delilah is just like, pay your rent on time and stay away from my sister.
1: Yeah. Very <laughs> straightforward. Yeah.
0: Uh, and Ellie is just like, um, you're weird, huh? Ellie,
1: and she's curious about yeah. things. And this immediately gets Joe to be like, I know what I need to do. I need to steal your phone and put spyware on it. <laughs>
0: well first of all i need to i need to think that you're taking images of me because you're following me because i'm paranoid because candace literally is following me because i almost murdered her yes so i'm gonna break your phone i'm gonna assault a 15 year old
1: physically she's almost 16 she's
0: almost 16 break her phone and then buy her a new upgraded one that i just happen to sneak a little spyware onto. It's that family from She immediately spoiler. detects.
1: Because family she's smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she detects the app. on her is, phone.
1: Yeah, I think this is like another part where Joe's kind of like, huh, mm-hmm. that's not working the way I thought it would work or that yeah. I'm used to.
0: It, yeah, with Paco, it would have been so like game over. You yeah. know, he would have been like, you bought me a phone? Sick.
1: I'm gonna like treasure this forever. Exactly. I'm gonna hide it in my ceiling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good hiding place. Um, But yeah, he he is in a way really paternal toward Ellie. I think that he sees, and this season gives us flashbacks of Joe's childhood, which is interesting. So we see um, kind of the single parent archetype with a young kid and Joe feeling like he needs to step in and be parental in the same way that his mother, much of the time, was a single mom.
1: Yeah, and I think he can, like, identify with Ellie just in terms of the perceived burden that they share being yeah. in a similar situation, even though their situations were not similar. Right. Really at all. Um But it is an interesting dynamic through the entire season because there are many times where Joe's like on a mission, but Ellie's in danger. So he like diverts off of his his objective to go make sure that that Ellie's okay. And so she continues to be this like magnet of protection for him Mm -hmm. that causes him to fall back into his old habits in terms of... Yeah. Oh, there's a problem. Let me just kill the person. Um, but through, throughout the entire season, at the end of the season, like he still wants to take care of her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, this brings us to Henderson, played by noted pervert Krista Elliott. Yes.
1: If you have not heard,
0: <laughs> um, this guy has. <laughs> this, uh, this guy. This freaking guy uh, likes to get underaged girls into Mm -hmm. his home Mm -hmm. under false pretenses Mm -hmm. or under the pretense of seeming like a good guy. Mentorship. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Job opportunities. And then spike their drink with some type of roofie-like substance uh, so that he can take pictures of them and maybe take them to his porn dungeon.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe he's been doing this for a while. Yeah and um so yeah so how do how does joe get here joe gets here because um delilah tells joe like hey this you know thing happened between me and henderson i don't tell anybody about it type of stuff so he already knows that like henderson's in danger and then is like really worried that ellie's getting really closer so he's like hanging out at henderson's house and then sees all this go down and so he like he like triple roofies yeah <laughs> henderson and takes him to his own dungeon um and this is where he finds photos that henderson has taken and mm-hmm. um gives them to delilah to well he doesn't delilah he doesn't, doesn't give, know that yeah. it's from him but right.
0: and one um, of the pictures is of delilah herself yes so we learn that delilah was unfortunately one of the survivors yes. of this unfortunate situation
1: yeah, I mean, not only is he a mentor and a stand-up comic, he did work on headphones. <laughs>
0: yeah. Custom ones. Yeah. $600 headphones, which sign me up for a pair of those. Um, but no, like, Not from him. Not from him. No, I was just about to say, like, you know, uh, good ones that are not, like, pushed by a pervert. <laughs> um, <laughs> sex pest. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Joe unfortunately uh not not it's not unfortunate that this dude dies screw this dude it's not
1: unfortunate that this dude dies it is unfortunate that this is really joe's only way of solving problems
0: exactly that and the fact that joe still doesn't know how to make a crime scene not full of his (laughs) own dna
1: okay like Like, did you at least just watch one episode of dexter like come on like just just do it you can figure it out but you uh
0: like, you somehow moved a cage from like what how how like how do you do how do you think that he just bought a new cage
1: this is what I, like seriously later it's a question i have is okay. like how did he get this cage to la because i'm like i it's a lot, and then yeah. he says, like later on, that like he had to do this while Will was watching him. Like he had Will captured. Yeah, it was like I don't know where to put him. I guess I'm gonna have to build this. I
0: have stage. to build this cage now.
1: It was so interesting to me that like, like what is the show trying to tell us about that? Like
0: part of his ritual.
1: Is it a part of his ritual or is it trying to say something about like how sometimes the most extreme option is not always the best option? Like there are other ways to solve problems.
0: Yeah. Like, look
1: outside the cage.
0: Look outside the cage, Joe. I definitely think the cage is like a part of his his ritual. Yeah. Because it's how he was conditioned. Like that's it's where he was formed really. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: I'm just thinking metaphorically like yeah why? no you're right why is that there why cage mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah you know maybe don't mix in your blood with maybe. the blood of your victim and then Roomba all that up you know the word?
1: <laughs> it's like you see those videos of the Roombas with the cats on them or like with yes. the babies on them or whatever and then they did this and I was like oh boy I know I know <laughs>
0: Um, But, you know, no matter what people might be saying about you, because he was somehow able to stage this to make it seem like a suicide initially.
1: And I think that's part of like what Penn was saying when he was like, how much will you not see to forgive a white man? Is like if this was any like a black man could not get away with this. No, <laughs> the white a man black man
0: wouldn't have been like safe in that neighborhood, probably.
1: Probably, you know what yeah. I mean.
0: Like, there's no way he would have been able to break in because he would have been picked up by the cops. Um. But yeah. Uh. uh and then Kathy Griffin will speak at your funeral. <laughs> That was just so random. Like the random cameos here are fantastic in this season. Um, fellow podcasting great, uh, not of our network, uh unfortunately. Ira Madison the yes. third um w- made an appearance and asked whether or not he was John Mayer. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: that was so good.
1: He's a big fan of the show, too. I don't know.
0: He is. Um, so things start to progress. Um in many different ways but mostly in joe's uh he's still going by will at this point so gone by Will, everybody thinks of him as will not joe at this moment um so joe slash will is dating love Mm -hmm. and they have gotten really intense really quickly
1: yeah. It was like, there was this moment of like, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything. And then 40 had like <laughs> some sort of crisis uh-huh. and love was like, this is the moment I'm making my move. Yes. And then,
0: and then we're going to do everything.
1: Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. You take care of me. I'm here. Like he, he's done. He falls so quickly.
0: I mean, you know what, if, if someone took me on a culinary tour of LA to, that was
1: great find your find bite
0: right that, that i good. might fall in love with the idea of them as well
1: i mean we've we've talked about dates on wednesday yeah uh, like that, that food date was a pretty good date. that was a
0: pretty good date yeah
1: yeah but i mean he doesn't fall for her then no it's not until there's a heightened amount of emotion and drama and crisis mm-hmm mixed in with love and sex that he's like yes yes this is this is exactly. what love is to me
0: and that happens during what's called a wellkind, which is something that can only happen in california it's a wellness weekend that is also doubling as a vow renewal ceremony that is being thrown by love's parents
1: because you know that's what you do
0: that's what you do truth, <laughs> truth yurts but we're
1: like, line in here is with love goes to Joe. I know we're not in the truth here, but we can still be honest with each other. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like so serious and so worried, and she's got her tarot cards. It's just like I know it was oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Yeah. So there's everything about this weekend was a total shit show. Um Candace, aka Amy shows up on the arm of 40.
1: Oh yeah, because they just start started dating and mm-hmm. 40 can't go anywhere without her. And right. so She's gonna um, finance his movie, yes, obviously. Allegedly obviously which the movie by the way is being made of backstory
0: (laughs) my god like the idea that you are somewhat responsible like he is a producer on the movie of the book that was written under duress by the woman that he murdered and then framed dr nikki for
1: I, it's just, this show, the way it ties everything into itself is just <laughs> it's so a, good. It's an
0: Ouroboros of a show. Yes. Um, there's all this new age spirituality stuff, but really all people needed to do was pay attention to the actual literal live wolf that was there and growled and snapped at Joe slash like, Will. I was like, whole, get like, this freak away from me.
1: Face your fears. Look into the wolf's right. eyes and the and wolf he... was like no <laughs> this is where we get the I wolf you uh-huh. uh, the origin story of I wolf you and they like I don't know how they did not crack up because, but they like really mean it <laughs>
0: they do they mean it so much it's so dumb
1: Um, I just want to take a little sidetrack I enjoyed the Welkend because there's a lot of conversation about new age spirituality these days and the cultural appropriation of it and I think Mm -hmm. that this little segments of scenes did a good job kind of highlighting what can happen if you culturally appropriate too hard (laughs) mm-hmm <laughs> like I, I i i liked that they folded this into all of the other messages we were getting this season
0: yeah it was really good so many things happened during this welk um, oh
1: yeah and his like her mom telling <laughs> having a very inappropriate conversation yeah, with
0: yeah joe. after getting uh joe high uh talking about her vagina uh which is something that you hope your mom does with your boyfriend mm, like you can't wait met. for that milestone. They just met. uh so yeah, that happens. Forty relapses and smokes literal crack
1: and gets Taco Bell. That's the big yeah, that's, the, that's big, the big sign that yeah. things are going downhill. Well, because like Forty's like, hey dad, don't you want to meet Amy? Like, don't you want to meet my girlfriend? And he's like, I have to golf or something. He's like, I have to go. Whatever. So he's feeling yeah, dejected he's from tennis. his bat. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. T- oh, tennis. That's... Maybe it is the 40 love thing. Like it maybe is. it's real. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick up on that until right now in this moment. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> you're like so much on this podcast. <laughs> the show is so dense. It is. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on. Um, so it you know, things seem to be going okay with the relationship, but then we learn that the Quins also have on retainer a uh PI. So mm-hmm. love has the PI look into both Joe and Candice, mm-hmm. and they break up Love and Joe or Love and Will, because Love finds out that Joe is really uh Joe Goldberg, not Will Bettelheim, um, that he's not really who he says he is, etc. etc. etc.
1: This breaks um, her heart. She is heartbroken.
0: She's heart, she's so heartbroken. That she immediately falls on the penis of this dude, um, whose name I can't remember, and she probably couldn't either, frankly. Yeah, rebound guy that she uses, like who was the best friend of her uh, her deceased husband that she uses generally as a rebound guy.
1: Yeah, it's like, and he knows it.
0: Yeah, it's sad too for him I mean like ultimately it's great because that woman is a literal I mean we'll get into it but like (laughs) ultimately it's great for him that he was able to get away from this but he doesn't know that he's probably very upset about it and has to go to Bali and like model it off or something
1: yeah I think and he has like genuine feelings for her like he does at the end of their situationship he's like I really want to give this a go Mm and she's like yeah. No. No. Thank
0: so. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and during that brief period of time when they're broken up, it's uh, two seconds. Yeah, seconds of time. Joe slash Will also starts up a situation with Delilah because yeah. Delilah has just started to deal with all of the fallout from the fact that Henderson is dead, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really know what to do with her emotions and. Uh, she is not currently sleeping with David Fincher <laughs>
1: the other David Fincher
0: <laughs> the cop who just happens to be on the scene randomly at different all time. the time yeah, yeah it's just you know David Fincher <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean at this point Joe is Joe to love but Will to Delilah still. And mm-hmm. Delilah just, she says to him, like, I just want to feel good. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, me too. Let's do this.
0: Right. Um, Delilah does eventually find out some things about jo- uh, Will slash Joe because Candace comes a call in and is like, hey, I left some earrings <laughs> in his in Will's apartment. Yeah. Do you think there's any way that you can go in there and look for them?
1: I thought that was smart by her. her. Like she really did try.
0: She did. Like I feel terrible for Candace. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was not believed by anyone and I I just really wish, like this is the only time I'll probably ever say this, but I wish she had called 911 when she got joe locked up in that cage she was
1: going to she was so close yeah
0: but she had to had to get love to see it first which is like love would have seen it in the papers Mm -hmm. you know it's just Mm -hmm. get get it get her done um anyway um (laughs) so um delilah starts to uh do a little bit of scooping uh snooping which generally scooping Snoop. and, scoopin'. scoopin and snooping um which is generally the downfall of a woman in this show like if you yeah. learn information and then you follow up that information with actual like you know research and detective work um you're probably going to die
1: yeah like she's going all the way through his apartment and then finds these keys to a storage unit and being the investigator that she is the mm-hmm. searcher for truth the searcher for knowledge she's like i'm going to go see what this is and we're like don't do it don't do it don't, don't, do, it, it, don't, don't do it don't do
0: it, it. because you're going to end up in the cage you end up in the cage (laughs) which is what happens not just that she ends up handcuffed because joe was like i'm not gonna hurt you i'm not gonna hurt you i've got a great plan i'm gonna go make the opportunity for myself to get out of here Like, scot-free.
1: It's like a win-win. Win-win-win. Everybody wins.
0: Everybody wins. No one loses. You just have to be handcuffed in this cage for 16 hours. And then as soon as the 16 hours is up, I will be on a plane somewhere else. And the timer will go off. And then you can be free.
1: And, like, I'm even going to leave the door unlocked. Yeah. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. I have to give Penn Basley, like, credit here. The way that he showed his... Like emotions of disappointment in the fact that, like, he's like, I have to do this to Delilah, yeah. Like, this is why you could really tell he was like torn and tortured, but still had to follow through with like protecting himself in this way. You could, he did a really good job of uh face acting and yes, in these scenes,
0: he did. Um, and then because 40 wants to make a movie, he gets. he needs uh, his
1: genius okay he he, needs joe's genius he
0: needs joe's genius so he gets them both scheduled to be kidnapped (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's like okay okay are you reading my thing yeah cool 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 yeah let's change this let's change this and then two seconds later yeah they're like legit held at gunpoint put into a car and then like off to a hotel yeah really nice hotel though it's true, and uh, forty's like, yeah, I I did this, yeah. Uh-huh. This is my process. This is like, this is my process. This is what we're gonna do.
0: Also, part of forty's process:
1: jumping from a window. Um, he takes. Oh uh, yeah, he jumps because he's like frustrated.
0: Yeah, he's frustrated. He needs to get out of there. And <laughs> the guys that kidnapped him kidnapped them. He hired them to stand guard so that they would have no choice but to stand and write. So. There are
1: easier ways to do
0: things. No, there's only this way. And once you do that, you have to uh, ruin a a newly married couple's life, drink a lot of tequila, Uh and then accidentally on purpose dose Joe with LSD. Four times the amount that you would typically give someone.
1: He he didn't know if he's tripped before, okay? Yeah, that's... He didn't know.
0: If I were a tab of acid, where would I be? (laughs) That's a little something for the debate people out there who are listening. Um, (laughs) You know, you know. Um, So, yeah, Um, Ellie's there also, because why wouldn't she be? Well,
1: uh, 40 hired her. 40? Like a writing assistant, script supervisor. Uh, Yeah, on this project. And so, you know, he calls, she shows up, and she's just like, yeah, I'm across the hall. Yeah. Like, I'm right here. here. It's fine. I'm going to go order
0: room service now.
1: This is like very oddly comforting to Joe because one of his main concerns was like, okay, if Delilah's right. in the cage, what am I going to do with Ellie? So he's right. like, well, at least Ellie's here. At least I can keep my eye on her.
0: Except for the LSD trip <laughs> that happens. Um, okay,
1: this was like, this I wild. cannot believe this is happening. I know. Like, what am I watching?
0: <laughs> like, the the cool thing that happens here that I really love that they do is that, um, I guess, Love and her mom are just coincidentally having dinner at that same hotel. And so, Love, who's drunk, <laughs> runs into Joe, who is just starting to trip. And as she's, like, basically professing her love her eyes just start to get slowly get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we know that the trip has begun. Yes. This is,
1: this is also when they have the bathtub call. where it's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you so much. We should never break up. I just want to live my life with you.
0: <laughs> we should just run away together. We should, we should run, run away a- and yeah. be.
1: Meet me in the morning. I'll be there. Meet me in the morning.
0: I'll be there. Um, And this whole time, Delilah is still in the cage with those handcuffs on. So there's a ticking clock. It's like an episode of 24 with acid.
1: They put the whole clock on the screen and everything. They did.
0: They really did. Um, they even have it written on Joe's arm, like when he (laughs) starts tripping, like when he digested the acid. so, i
1: mean, i guess that's a smart thing to do like i was I like guess, oh that makes sense
0: i guess if there's like one smart thing that happened in this whole whole scene this episode then that was it um that and saying if you start crying then you know you need moon juice <laughs> um yeah,
1: so let's go to the store while yeah. we're high on lsd uh-huh. to go get moon juice. by the way
0: there's a safe word we could have used this whole time oh. to get out of this oh. room
1: what's the safe word again
0: mama something <laughs> mama Roo. Mama Lou.
1: i can't remember yeah it
0: was mama something of course it was um the lsd opens up a third eye though for 40 because he cracks the case he realizes that not only was peach murdered mm-hmm. um but also that it wasn't dr nikki that killed beck mm-hmm. dr nikki was framed And the ex-boyfriend was the one that did it. It just so happens that Forty, at this point, doesn't know that Joe is the ex-boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I mean, kudos to you, Forty. I mean, you knew what you needed, you got it, and then you accomplished your goal. And he, like, has this whole, like, storyboarded out. Mm -hmm. Because basically, at one point, Ellie's like, I know what you need. You need to start this whole project all over over again.
0: Exactly, and so she's not wrong. She's just ruining everything. At least
1: from Joe's perspective, for sure. Yeah. Um, but Forty really leaned in, and he was able to to finish writing the rest of the movie. And um, meanwhile, Joe's out getting moon juice. But when he (laughs) comes back, uh, his hands are covered in blood.
0: Yeah, or are they? Or, or are they older. lobsters? Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this was like, what am I watching? Like yeah. it was so fun, but also so weird at the same time.
0: Yeah. During this time, we learn that Joe's first kill happened when he was nine years old. Yeah. And he shot his father to death.
1: Yeah. So or who we
0: think is his father? At least the the male presence.
1: But he did that because he was trying to protect his mom. That's very true. No, so, I just
0: mean that like he had a very oh,
1: yes. you know,
0: traumatic instance happen to him at a very young age, and we yes. learned that forty did as well.
1: Yes, and yes, forty's um, Au nanny pair. was murdered. Yeah, and so I think, and he wh-
0: believes he did it. Forty,
1: yes, forty believes he did it, and Joe knows he did it. But he, this is what really kind of like cements the I must protect people at all times motive in terms of Joe at least because we learned like he was just doing this for his mom we also then learned that like his mom wasn't that great yeah so you know like he probably is questioning like why did I do this Right. like why did I take go to this length to protect this woman who was not prepared to care for me um, has to be like again, the man's a murderer. Yeah. Um But I can I don't wanna like you can see how it's confusing for him.
0: Exactly, yeah, for sure. Um he almost murders Forty here. Uh but real close. Yeah, but you know, it's Forty's confession that he, you know, believes that he's he killed, you know, his first love essentially, this au pair. Um, That leads him to be like, oh, maybe we're more similar than I'd given us credit for. Um, At some point, uh, (laughs) you know, after the whole bathroom or bathtub conversation happens, Joe realizes that he has to go and uh, see what's going on with Delilah. And uh, when he gets there, Delilah is dead.
1: Delilah is super dead. Like violently dead yeah and um you know he thinks that it has to do with her like trying to escape the handcuffs and stuff and he's like it's really hot it's really hot in LA so I'm gonna need some ice
0: to take care <laughs> the of the amount of, of body preservation that happens in this show yeah
1: it's a lot
0: <laughs> it's a lot uh like he even took down a whole body
1: yes yeah. and put it it was uh Fargo-esque
0: very very satriales um yeah uh yeah um so yeah delilah is dead and joe can't remember whether or not he killed her
1: yeah he legitimately can't he knows there there were he he knows he thinks he saw (laughs) blood on his hands right delilah is dead he knows himself so he's like it's very plausible that I could do this but I wouldn't do this because it's Delilah so I don't know what is going on here um but someone has been following him this whole time
0: yeah Candace has and she kind of was at her wits end when she looked at a video from 40 uh where uh they were standing in front of this storage uh units because she had gone to look for Delilah and Delilah was nowhere to be found Ellie's been like you know kind of trying to keep it in check, but silently freaking out about the fact that her sister hasn't been around. And uh, Candace goes and uh, just so happens to catch Joe what looks like in the act of cleanup, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she maces him a couple times Mm -hmm. and uh, takes his phone and uh, gets in touch with Love and is like, come meet me here. And wants Love to see what joe is capable of before she calls the cops
1: yeah she does a good job of all of that I was yeah. like, and like i think they really put something in that maze because like joe's eyes were
0: <laughs> like a bad shape i think there's mace in that maze. I, I was like i think that's real
1: <laughs> um yeah i mean this is like the question of women helping women and yeah. How far can that go in a patriarchal society? It, you know,
0: it can't and we just shouldn't try.
1: I mean, we should always try to help no. I, I, I
0: <laughs> you might end up getting murdered by a woman.
1: You I mean, there there is always that Larissa name That's a woman. What's well, <laughs> on I'm just kidding. I was like, <laughs> I you know. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like it was really interesting to me like she cared so much that she wanted to save like she didn't want to save other she wants to save other people from Joe but she really cared about saving love from Joe like it was important to her that love saw that Candace was right
2: mm-hmm.
1: saw the danger that she was because she thought that that that's all she needed to do like she didn't want to tell the papers right. she didn't want to do it was a much more personal uh, quest for her in in this way. Yeah,
0: she was trying to protect the Quinn family, yeah. not knowing like what she really got involved in. And this is why we must always walk behind the men <laughs> and do what they tell us to do. Because if we don't, then we end up getting murdered by love.
1: I mean, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like I was watching this, I was like. oh and it was like with a bottle out of a garbage can i know and so then I was she like, just
0: vomited in yes it was I, a lot
1: there was a lot going on there because she's like i have to puke into this garbage can and mm-hmm. then i have to find a weapon and then i have to kill this woman yes and then i as an audience person was like holy crap yeah because that was a great twist i loved it because it it made me like rewind everything that i had already seen and see love in a totally different light
0: yes um so first of all i would like to give a shout out to the storage facility that apparently has no (laughs) cameras anywhere
1: or anyone else Ever. Going in.
0: Not one person.
1: No one needs like their dining room set. Nope. No one needs their Christmas trees nah. or other um holiday decorations. Who needs a Christmas Halloween tree when you have a
0: Flaming palm tree.
1: <laughs> Who needs a Christmas tree? When you have a plexiglass soundproof cage. <laughs> uh
0: we're can we call it the Nicholas cage? Yes. Great. The Nicolas Cage is going to make an appearance again, I have a feeling. Um, He can't travel without it. can't travel without it. So yeah, that was really, really surprising that kill. And we learned later that that was not that was far from Love's first kill.
1: Yeah, so this whole time we were like okay, 40 is like 40 is 40 because he he thinks he killed his uh, nanny when he was younger. Turns out That wasn't the case. It was Love who did that. Love
0: knocked out Forty.
1: Yep.
0: And with her love of knives and all things sharp, she slit the throat of the au pair and then put the knife in Forty's hands because it was just, it was easier if he did it.
1: Well, because of the parental relationships in mm-hmm. her family, he knew or she knew that he's the golden child, that he can get away with, with everything. He's also a white man, um, so he can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, so she, she did that. And she, but again, her motivation was protection. Yes.
0: And, and we see this very early on in the season where she put some like base in her voice when she said, I will do whatever I need to do to protect my family. And we clearly didn't pay enough attention to her when she was saying
1: that, Um, or we didn't. We only knew that Joe was the person who would go that far, right? It didn't enter our world that someone else could be like exactly.
0: And the other thing that was really cool was the fact that, like, um, you know, Love kind of starts explaining herself to Joe and saying, "If you had." Been looking at me the way that I looked at you and not looking at what your ideal version of me was, then you would have maybe seen some of the signs.
1: Yeah, this was like one of the things that really stuck out to me from the season. So, love has like captured Joe in the cage because Mm -hmm. she's like, Oh, now he knows all my stuff or whatever, we got to keep him in here. Um, but she says to him, I've been here the whole time. If you had really seen me yeah and that I think is such a relatable comment for anyone in a relationship like man woman non-binary just people Mm -hmm. have can feel very unseen in relationships and that can cause people to do things that they might not always do
0: exactly yeah
1: so I wonder if I mean I wonder if love felt triggered by not being seen because she wasn't seen in the situation with her brother and the nanny. Right. And so she was like, I will do again, go into this hyper protection um phase stage Yeah, just mode. Just go yeah, for it. Go
0: into beast mode and just murder some people.
1: Yeah. Because but, they
0: are gonna come in between me and the family that I want.
1: And another thing in that scene. Um, she does such a good job. She is so exhausted. Mm-hmm. She's just like completely beat up from herself, like not from anything else. and I thought it was so poignant that like her name is love mm-hmm. and like love is exhausting. yes, <laughs> like this type of love, this love game that they're playing, yes, is exhausting and this is what we've been told we should want and do and, you know, protecting each other is supposed to be a a form of love, but it's very exhausting.
0: Very. I'm so tired. Uh, (laughs) So um, Joe's in a cage yet again. um, And he's thrown away the key that he hidden, uh, that he had hidden because he had kind of resigned himself to his fate before mm-hmm. learning everything that he learned about love. Forty, prompted by Candace uh, in some scenes before her untimely death, um, decides to get on a flight and go to, well, it's the flight convention for me. It's just like, are, seriously, you've managed to make it from LA to New York and back in oh, one episode?
1: He took a PJ.
0: Oh, that's a good point. That's I didn't. I'm too poor to even think of that. <laughs>
1: It's the Quinn family, That's LaTanya. very true.
0: Yeah, he definitely took a PJ. Um, first they come for the PJs and we said nothing. <laughs> uh, so Forty goes to New York to visit Dr. Nikki in jail because we've got to have uh, a, a bit of Stamos in every season.
1: Award-winning performance <laughs> by John Stamos.
0: John Stamos so has found Jesus. What? It
1: was so <laughs> like forty's like okay cool so like do you know this guy and he's like yeah it's paul it's like well yeah like paul killed uh back and and (laughs) dr dick is like who am i to judge yeah i am one with god
0: i'm one on the path
1: i was like what is happening yeah
0: seriously (laughs) like what a weird way to write him out of having to be culpable for this murder
1: um, I mean, I guess he's, like, happy to, like, take the blame and live out his life in jail. I guess. Sure. Um, but
0: that doesn't change the fact that now 40 knows what Joe is and Correct. what Joe has done
1: correct and uh, like 40 is like determined again because of this closeness with him and his sister he's got to protect his sister so 40 is very determined to go back to la and tell love everything
0: has to get back to la has to tell love everything in the meantime he's got to send some of those quinn lawyers ellie's way because david fincher (laughs) the other has uh, has basically arrested her for the uh death of hender for interest in the death of henderson
1: yes yeah um yeah and he's like well i can't help you
0: yeah ridiculous Sorry. absolutely ridiculous um but yeah they get the quinn lawyers there to help ellie out which thankfully because uh, that 15 year old almost 16 year old has done nothing wrong she's just existed and loved film exactly um Love brings Joe some muffins which he is afraid to eat and rightfully so. This was so great. <laughs> Those muffins look good though. They
1: they kind of did look like Costco muffins, like they super did? big muffins. Oh, uh, but yes, they did look good. Um I'm not saying that Costco muffins are bad, but they were like No, I just never had them. It was like that it's like a big muffin. Yeah. But just like these look good and then like the <laughs> look he gives love while he's trying to eat this and love it's like are you kidding me yeah. i'll just eat this muppet right
0: um so he manages to do what beck did which was to convince love that he loved her and that she should open the cage and when she does he it goes to attack her with the handcuffs and just and in the nick of time uh love blurts out that she's pregnant
1: well she sees the reflection of the handcuffs handcuffs. in uh like in the The back of jeans yeah through the yeah through the plexiglass so she sees that and then she's like i'm pregnant and i did not believe her i didn't either originally
0: (laughs) i didn't either originally (laughs) i was just like i'd say that too that's a i was like
1: solid play lady good
0: job way to go um This ends way too abruptly because they just kind of put all of this cage nonsense behind them because there's a wedding. Delilah is still in the cage (laughs) at the end of all of this. I don't understand. It doesn't matter because love made the cake Mm -hmm. and she's Mm got to be there for her best friends and they're getting married. Okay. All right. That's what's important
1: yes you should like yes friends weddings are important i don't know like, if, to say if that you
0: all up. commit a murder and that murder keeps you from coming to my wedding i'm gonna be so mad
1: Like that, that we're not at your wedding or that we murdered people you know okay all right
0: <laughs> you were not at my wedding
1: <laughs> well it's like a whole to-do everybody's yeah. there and she, but she like their happy ending moment it, I was know. So, it was like i'm gonna be a dad and i can do all the things that i needed and all this stuff and love's giving her the lovey-dovey eyes and joe got a haircut somehow like, it was like, maybe, maybe love gave him it. one <sighs> was, where'd he get that suit i don't know i don't know it was like all of the stuff was happening they were super in love but then love gets a text from 40 and the 40s like You got to come to the store. Right.
0: So uh, at the store. Oh boy. First love gets out to go and try to talk 40 down because love already knows that the jig is up. Like she knows everything that's happened. She just doesn't care. Yes. Because Um,
1: I think they have like you are me and I am you type of situation.
0: Exactly. So um, Ellie is there at the store hiding behind a garbage can and also there david fincher the other one right uh because he put a tail himself on ellie uh to see where she would go and what she would do so joe is able to um essentially tell ellie that her sister is dead and give her a pile of cash from the Mm anavron safe and tell her to take the side exit and go east and
1: solid plan you know she took the money she was she, paid and she left and she left smart she always She's was. very smart. smart very smart
0: um 40 has a gun this was a, this
1: was this was so weird like <laughs> he's like okay cool i need to talk to you and then hi i have a good he's like i know everything about you and joe's just like cool let me just get on my knees and you can shoot me right because he thinks, because he's going to be a dad. Right. He has to be good.
0: He's got to be good.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, it got real close.
0: It, it came uh, 40, almost shot Joe, but was shot by David Fincher.
1: The other one. The other. Yeah. Uh, cause, With a good shot. Yeah. The, the way that we see it as the audience is like, Joe is kneeling and then a bullet comes and blood is on Joe, but we don't know. It's not exactly. His. It's 40s. Blood. And then we get this whole thing of where Joe's like, I saw it in your face when you needed me more than you've ever needed anyone before or something like yeah. that. And like, this was just like another trauma bond for them right. because of the death of 40, which is like devastating for love
0: love is not okay yeah um love is not doing all right here um and yeah it is just it just so happened that the other david fincher uh came to the quote-unquote rescue um but how long can you possibly remain in grief when new life is growing uh is the question that is asked in this show
1: babies save everything
0: yeah, because no one has ever heard of an expectant mother being depressed.
1: That does. That
0: doesn't happen. No, nope, not about, in this world, especially in the
1: suburbs. No,
0: they moved to the suburbs. They moved to an incredibly well-manicured suburban oh community.
1: This was great. This whole <laughs> like joe taking stuff out of the car walking through the front lawn and then like love standing at the front door she's pregnant waving kissing to him it was so great i loved
0: it and her mother is there
1: of course because she's also in mourning because 40 is gone yes and you know she's gonna be a grandma she's gonna be
0: a grandma so she's got to be there all the time yes um and she's divorced
1: from her dad oh okay i like I think that was, like, a thing that was happening.
0: Sure. Why not? Um, Throw in a divorce while we're at it. Uh, We've already had a couple weddings uh, and some funerals. So, um, yeah, they moved to the Burbs. And uh, Joe has some lemonade. And he's got his giant (laughs) crime and punishment. Because in his mind, this is his Siberia, right?
1: Well, he says, like... um he says that in crime and punishment people who are bad will seek out punishment Mm. so he's like this is my punishment Yeah, (laughs) this is what i have to do so yeah he's reading outside um and he's telling himself again like this is it this is what i gotta do i'm a changed person right all the way up until uh he turns to the left
0: mm-hmm. and sees
1: like with his supervision through the fence, <laughs> she just threw a little hole in the fence. Yeah, this lady who's also reading, yep. Um, and he's he's hooked again, and the you transfers to her, uh huh, as opposed to the you being love in that exactly. situation. So, the cycle is very strong. The yes. cycle is very strong continue. with this one,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going to go on and on and on. Yeah. I don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things happened this season.
1: Oh my gosh. This was like so, so, so dense of a yeah. season. Um, I think out of the seasons we've watched so far, it's my favorite season.
0: Really? Okay. I yeah.
1: love season two mainly because it, puts joe on edge a little bit it does and it also is like super wacky weird with the la stuff
0: i love the la stuff though yeah yeah they say. really
1: like lean into it which i yes. i enjoy
0: i it's will really
1: good uh, if i ever see a welkin in real life <laughs> i might have to take a picture with the poster or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i encourage you to do it honestly um so we got to talk about deaths we had this oh, season.
1: No. Yes. Yeah. Who Henderson.
0: Uh, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> Delilah. That one got me. It was sad. Candace. Poor Candace. She tried so hard. She tried so hard and got so far. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then 40. Course,
1: yeah. I mean, we had four deaths this season. I cannot remember, I should have taken notes from our last podcast. How many did we have in season one? We had Beck,
0: her, her, Peach. like, what was that guy's name?
1: The boyfriend, dude,
0: yeah. Uh, the next door neighbor,
1: the next, so that's up to four. And
0: Peach, you said Peach, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think we had four, four for four
1: four and four. So we'll have to see what happens in season 3. If yeah. we get another if we get four deaths. Um do you
0: think more or, or fewer than four in season 3?
1: Well, knowing knowing that we have two killers. <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's you know, four or above is what I'm looking at. Yeah,
0: it's the body count has to go up. Yeah. Um how do you think they're going to how do you think they're going to do what they do with a baby
1: how does anyone do what they do with the baby that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) well they are very uh, privileged so i'm sure they will have help yeah um but i think they're gonna live in their like love bubble for a while and um especially because they just had this recent trauma event of 40s passing yeah. to kind of like tide them over for a little bit. Um I am interested to see both of these people as parents. Um I think it's interesting commentary on parenthood. Again, using yeah. these characters to comment on certain parts of society is one of my favorite parts of the show.
0: Yeah, me too. Um what was your kind of favorite bit like tidbit from this season do you think or favorite
1: twist? That tr- that hotel trip was <laughs> crazy. But um I mean I really also liked the uh, Ellie and Delilah of it all. Yeah. I think they really brought some heart and got to see got to see Joe in another way. I did also like like the Seven What was it? Like the Seven Signs of the apocalypse but not but for la like oh if yeah you see like the seven things, signs
0: you're an angelino
1: yeah yeah if you see these then you're never gonna leave la because um joe really wants to leave and then he can't <laughs> leave because he saw all of them uh, i just thought it was it was very well done very well layered how about yourself what was your favorite part um
0: i the honorable mention definitely goes to the end of episode one because i just mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that Uh, The way that they set it up, I thought was really cool. And then it has to be just finding out their love reveal. Yeah. Like that was just so expertly done for me. And they really did just kind of lay on thick, just uh, us rooting for her and thinking that she's kind of like, you know, the California, quintessential California girl who's had a significant other pass away and like maybe she needs like a break in life now even though she's ridiculously privileged and in like all of the ways you possibly can be Um, what's so
1: great about that is they like told us they did the same thing with joe at the front of the the season Mm -hmm. and then they put it with her in the back of the season
0: yeah it was really, really well done yeah yeah Um, Do you think that Joe's process has evolved at all?
1: Well, he did take a lot of, like, consideration, I guess, in certain circumstances. he is very sloppy still, but (laughs) he asked himself more questions. He didn't
0: leave any urine (laughs) in the jar this time.
1: That's true. I think um, in season one, a lot of his motivation was... For love, like mm-hmm. not the person, but like I'll do anything for love in season two was motivated by protection a lot more. Um, in terms of I have to kill Henderson because of Ellie, like Delilah wasn't him, Candace wasn't him, 40 wasn't his only kill was Henderson. Yeah, that's so. True. I mean, and that if, was a mistake. If we're talking, yeah, if we're talking about growth, I mean, he did try to not intentionally kill people. And he let Will, the real Will, go. He did!
0: Which is wild that that actually happened. And it came back later where, you know, Will... Like, he actually sent his real number to Joe.
1: Yeah, because Joe needed help. He needed, like, some fancy tech resources that is escaping my mind at the moment. So he's like, I know who I'll call. Yeah. I'll call the guy who's got a guy. So <laughs> he calls Will. And Will's, like, legit in Manila <laughs> living a yeah. life. And Will really wants to see Joe do well and is really rooting for him.
0: Yeah, he thinks he made a friend in that cage. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, is there anything else from this season that you want to talk about that we haven't gotten to
1: Um, no I think you know one of the things that I will need to go back and look at a little bit closer is I think that the show is telling us a lot with some choice of books that are being used throughout the season so um, maybe in a future podcast we can take a look at what messages were being given like what foreshadowing like why crime and punishment why i didn't i have not read that
0: yeah but
1: why has why is that what are the parallels between crime and punishment and the show i just think um whether we end up going and talking about that in depth i think that's a really good thing to be aware of while watching the show if you are really into literature you're going to you could possibly pick up on plot points before someone who hasn't read crime and punishment or who hasn't read some of the, the books that Joe's talking about.
0: Or the books that this show is based on, uh, yeah. by Caroline Kepnes, uh, you and then hidden bodies are the first two books. Um, and I, 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 I not might be mistaken, but I believe there's supposed to be a third and fourth book Ooh. as well. Um, I'm not sure if they're out yet. Uh, from what I understand, season three was made kind of without a book to guide um, to guide it. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens in the next season. Is there Ooh. anything you're looking forward to in particular?
1: <laughs> <laughs> these characters in the suburbs I think are yes. <laughs> are going to be fun um, to begin with because it's the, it's just a perfect combination of characters and setting that I think will be fun to explore
0: yeah and I'm always excited to see the new cast that gets brought on as well yeah uh, because sometimes they really end up making or breaking the show for you
1: yeah Yeah, and they, I mean, they did a really good job with the casting in the season. And I think every season, at least so far, the supporting cast has grown and um, does a good job adding to the story. So it should be a good season three.
0: We're going to have a lot to talk about here. Um, And we're excited for you to come on this journey with us as we make our way through recapping the seasons that have already occurred uh getting excited and getting ready for what is it february 9th when february
1: 9th yeah history
0: month is ushering in all the <laughs> goods
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i can- yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh february 9th is when uh you season 4 part 1 will debut on netflix and yeah
1: they're doing Very like excited. the stranger things split yes. on this one
0: yeah they realize that that worked and made money for netflix which is something that they are in dire need of
1: people will not cancel their memberships mm-hmm. if you split it between quarters apparently because yep. that's you know when i make buying decisions Latanya, yes. i am thinking of the fiscal quarter
0: all the time <laughs> i don't make a single buying decision that doesn't have to do with the fiscal quarter frankly <laughs> I, when I bought my dinner tonight, I was like, oh man, that fiscal quarter.
1: It's gonna like show up in their P l and it's gonna be great. <laughs> and they're gonna talk about it in some conference room and I'm glad I could contribute.
0: Yeah, to this conversation. I'm glad that we we're a part of it. Yeah hey, do you want to contribute to the conversation that we're having here about you? Well, you should, and oh. here's the way you can do it. We have a patreon and if you want to help support our work, then help support our patreon. Signing up makes it possible for us to bring you podcasts like this each week and to give you more coverage of shows like you or just more of the podcast duo of me and Marissa Garza, which I think everyone can agree is a good thing. We have our own universe. We really do. We have so many universes. (laughs) Um, So you can uh, please consider giving at any level. And when you do, you get some very special patron perks including our lively discussion channel about you. If there's some kind of way that you're feeling about an episode or a plot point, there are tons of people that are happy to discuss your likes and dislikes on our discord. So go to patreon.com forward slash post show recaps and support post show recaps and its podcasters. Once again, you can check us out on our own feed. We are at postshowrecaps.com forward slash you podcast. So plug that into your podcatcher of choice and leave us the five star ratings and the glowing reviews that we deserve. We want them. Give them to us. Ask ask for what you want. Ask for a result. Yeah, exactly. Ask for what you want. All right. Before we sign off, Marissa, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell the people what you're up to?
1: well good people of podcasting um <laughs> i am talking about national treasure edge of history with Jessica sterling that is a show on disney plus we are having a lot of fun talking about the ridiculousness that is that show um and i have a couple of other things coming up in february so if you'd like to keep up with me you can find me on twitter at MarsBars bars at m-a-r-z-b-a-r-s or hanging out in the aforementioned patreon discord um pretty much all the time so you can find me there as well but that's what I've got going on at this present moment and talking about the I don't know why we haven't said it yet universe
0: oh why Why are we just getting to that
1: with you okay,
0: exactly. the <laughs> universe with you the universe and you
1: Ooh, Ooh. that's like a whole college course it's a song. <laughs> you're like it's a song I'm like I want to take a class <laughs> Tanya what's going on with you
0: uh, you know, I'm just participating in that uh, little cordyceps that sweep Ooh. in the nation. Um, we're talking about The Last of Us. So much and fungus. The fungus among us. And Versus is back, people. Whoa, whoa. So if you enjoyed our podcasting about Versus uh, when we talked about House of the Dragon versus Game of Thrones, then come and pull up a chair and listen to Josh and I talk about The Last of Us versus Station Eleven. Two completely different worlds where an apocalypse happens Mm -hmm. and a plane happens to crash in the very Mm -hmm. first episode. Mm -hmm. And we are not talking about Lost in in any
1: way, shape, or form. We'll
0: never talk about Lost. That is a promise. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm talking about that with Josh. You can find me there uh, doing that. Uh, catch me here um, talking to you about you. And uh, there's going to be some Star Wars coverage in my future um, coming up. I get to talk about my baby. My mm-hmm. baby is coming back to television. Yes.
1: Pedro? Grogu. Grogu
0: oh. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal. I'm covering the Pedro Pascal cinema.
1: You movies. are on the Pedro <laughs> beat, man. I'm on
0: it. Yeah. I can't wait to meet him one day and be like, hey, I just basically covered you for an entire year. <laughs>
1: I am an expert on you. Ask yeah. me
0: any question. Ask me any question, Pedro. <laughs> What's my middle name? Leave me alone, Pedro. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter talking about all kinds of stuff like the Oscar nom noms, the um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. the uh various television programs and things that I'm watching. You can find me on Twitter at LK Starks, you can find me on Instagram. More of you have been following me on Instagram. Thank you so much. I need to post more content. I'm at Stormborn 1222 and I swear I'll be doing more things outside starting tomorrow. I'll post some content. Ooh. Um, yeah. Touching grass, as the youth say.
1: <laughs> that has come up like 15 <laughs> times in my world really? in the past week. I was <laughs> like, okay. Oh, I cannot touch grass. There is snow.
0: <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, Thank you all so much for tuning in. We are very happy to bring you the coverage of you here on Post Show Recaps. Please stay tuned for our season three coverage and looks ahead at what we might be getting into for season four, parts one and two. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.